0: Coming up on BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, BYU gets back on track with a win at Washington State as Tyler Algier breaks loose on the Palouse. We've got Kalani and big-time backer Ben Bywater in Studio C
1: next. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right. Hello
0: once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Studio C at the beautiful BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo, Utah, for our Week 9 edition of BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Tonight and every week, we have a live audience with us in studio. Tonight's audience, more lively than normal. I just got the vibe out there that it was a little more uh, more juiced up. We always invite our viewers to join our conversation on social media using hashtag SitakeShow. That's the way to get your questions in for the coach each week. And for those watching live, you can take part in our live public opinion polls via the Opine app on your phone. Watch for poll questions throughout the show. Coming up on tonight's broadcast, we'll recap BYU's win in the Clash of the Cougars up in Pullman. We will look ahead to this weekend's game with Virginia and the return of Bronco Mendenhall. We'll head into the film room with running back Tyler Algier. Deep Blue will profile wide receiver Neil Neil Pau, and linebacker Ben Bywater will join us here in Studio C. And to get tonight's proceedings underway, let's say hello to the head coach, the Cougars. He is Kalani Sitake. Hi everyone, another week, Yeah. here we go. I said, I said week nine, and I realized we are three quarters of the way through this regular season after this weekend.
2: Whoa. Yeah, and the weather's changing, you know. Not that
0: so. we know, you know.
2: <laughs> well you can tell, I got the hoodie on. Oh, yeah, that's so, a good point, yeah. a little, yeah, a little
0: heavier up top. But. Yeah,
2: yeah, but yeah, it's getting a little cold. I mean, leaves are changing, so it's nice. It's good, good football weather.
0: And great to get back on the winning track this past weekend, right?
2: Yeah, felt great, I mean, just really proud of the team. Uh, Happy for the boys, uh, you know. I thought Washington State was in a difficult position, uh, considering that what happened with their coaching staff. And um, but I, I thought they—you saw the leadership on the team. You saw guys really step up, and um, a lot of their players. You could tell that they're emotional, but they were really—they uh, were—they were anxious to play the game. And so we knew we were going to get their best shot. It was just a matter of us doing our job and uh, keeping our composure and playing with a lot of energy. And, and it, it helps to have that many—you uh, know—a lot of bunch of. Cougar fans in the yeah. stands. I mean, that that made us feel really comfortable, and that's always uh, a huge advantage for us.
0: You'd coached up there in the Pac-12, so you'd been there, but it was BYU's first-ever trip uh, to that stadium. And, of course, that's not going to dissuade any Cougar fans from getting there. A little bit out of the way, but uh, a lot of folks made their way there, and it's so cool to see, you know, watch highlights and be there live and see so much royal blue and blue in a stand where, uh, in a stands where you know, crimson's the color, but so much blue on Saturday afternoon.
2: Yeah, and it was really nice because, I mean, it was like go cougars was the, was the theme so we could all cheer and get excited and you know it's like another cougar first down i'm like oh wait that's not our first down so it was, <laughs> yeah it was a little, a little bit confusing but i mean the, the blue cougars were showing up and, and i'm glad we got the win for our fans
0: and the win uh, and the weather held out for you guys too
2: yeah it was a little different because it was raining at the beginning and and uh looked, looked like uh, it was going to be one of those you know northwest Um, moments where it's you know overcast and dark and and rainy and uh, but then the sun came out and uh, it was a lot of fun great weather
0: let's take a look at the some of the highlights Uh, and we'll we'll take a look at a first half here that uh, got us to the break at uh, 7-7 you never know it was gonna be 7-7 because 7-7 was the score after about five minutes Uh, both teams scored on their opening drives I thought we were in for a shootout
2: yeah I mean that was a tough first drive for the defense but offensively those guys Um, kept us in it you know and and um, it was just it was a battle after the after the both teams scored in the first drive it kind of went to went to halftime seven seven
0: a couple chances to score that you didn't capitalize on but uh, there was a stretch there in the first half where their their offense went punt 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 so you kind of kept things under control
2: yeah i I mean i think you know we gave up some yards gave some plays but for the most part the guys did did a good job played assignment sound great technique on defense and then off offense we were just making mistakes it's just not um it wasn't clean all the way through um but you know i, I think the guys figured it out at halftime we made some adjustments and came out and um I, I thought the game was a lot closer than it should have been you know we, we had uh, some moments i think we were up 21 to 13 and and offense had the ball and i, I don't think they really could do anything to stop us and we were, we were unable to, to advance the ball. i had to punt the ball and made things a little interesting towards the end and needed the offense to get some first downs to win the game
0: but a great start to the second half you came out of the locker room needing a score and you did that touchdown to open up you're up 14-7 and then uh, didn't trail from that point on really strong drive and there's a strong player you don't want to be number eight uh, seeing an airborne tyler algier coming at you
2: yeah i mean that and you know we we uh we knew that we'd have to lean on our our physical line and it helps that the the barringtons are from on the old line and they're from that area so uh, it just made a lot of sense to just put it on on our, our physical line and, and try to get the win with them. And, uh, it helps having Tyler Alge be able to run the ball.
0: I, I could just watch Kalani celebrating on a loop on this show. I'd be pretty happy they, with that.
2: They should just show the players, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean that, you don't have a lot of cameras on the fans. I, I, that's a fan moment for me right then. you know. And I was really proud of the guys because we knew it was third and seven, third and eight, and um, Washington, Washington State is taking the timeout. and. Uh, we asked the players what what they wanted to do, and they run wanted to run the ball. They wanted to pound it and see if, yeah. uh, you know, because the eight yards kind of ways go if you know, if the other team knows you're going to run it and try to run the clock down. And um, like I, I said before, I'm just glad they didn't make me have to decide whether we go for it on fourth down or not. So
0: But I think, I think it's I think it was uh, it might have been coach Lamb that brought it up on our coordinator's corner show. I think in all four of the Pac-12 games you've had this year, you've had the chance to get to burn mode or 4-minute mode at the end of the game and run the ball out to finish the game and you've done that, did it again on Saturday.
2: Yeah, and and, and you know, those P5 teams are really difficult to play against and um, I think you know, for our guys to to fight through it considering some of the things that we've had to do with with our lineups and some some of the inexperienced guys, some young guys are getting reps. Uh, we've had to deal with some, uh, you know, some line shifts as far as uh, injuries and things like that. I mean, I know a lot of teams are doing that, but um, we've seen sometimes where, where that's been a huge drop off from one to two. And uh, right now, things are clicking pretty well, even though uh, we've had to go into our depth. And I, I'm just really proud of the boys and the way they prepare, but uh, proud that they were able to step up and get that moment and grind out these wins. Get some really good quality teams.
0: we talk some more about Tyler Algier a little bit? He went over 2,000 yards for his career in that game, became the 12th BYU player to get to 2,000. Uh, Passed up Ronnie Jenkins in the course of the game to get to 11th all-time at BYU. Fastest player in terms of fewest carries to get to 2,000 in BYU football history, Kalani. Yeah. Not bad for a walk-on, right? The guy that came on without
2: a scholarship, yeah. right? And and it just just shows that that uh, what hard work and, and dedication will do, and if you have that passion, I'm thankful that our coaches recognize that and allowed to have, you know, allowed him to have the opportunity to to flourish and, and be the, the man that he is right now on and off the football field. But uh, recognizing his talent and giving him that opportunity, even though he was a walk-on, was was key for our guys. And I'm glad I have a coaching staff that's humble enough to. Understand that this guy can come in here and make, make things happen
0: and that fourth quarter and that final drive was really all tyler Algier to help sell the game away. It was pretty cool
2: Yeah, and, and I mean there's a lot of guys that that pitched in for that, but mm-hmm. but um, it, it helps having him and, and the energy that he brings and uh, you know he, he, He's gone through a, a tough couple weeks, and it's nice to see him back
0: not a huge passing day for BYU But a really efficient day for Jaron Hall. How do you say how do you think Jaron did on the weekend?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think going into the game, we probably thought we were going to air it out a little bit more. But um, as the game went on, I'm glad A-Rod and and Fessy and the group on the offensive staff kind of get a feel for the game and decide, you know, hey, uh, we feel like we can grind the clock out and and possess the ball a little bit more and and, uh, shorten this game a little bit. And um, I think we had we had some opportunities to score again on that one draw, that one possession that we had um, that I wish we could have had that back because I think that could have really helped things out, get get up by two scores and um, but. Really proud of the team. I mean, here we are talking about BYU football and, and a lot of attention is going to, to the O-line and the run game and Tyler Algier and the running back. That's a good sign for us still.
0: Defensively, uh, Malik Moore had one pick. Uh, he probably had a good shot of a couple more that he said he probably, in a normal circumstance, he's going to squeeze, but one on the day and uh, three for the season, five picks for his BYU career now. Malik Moore is turning into a, a heck of a producer back there in the secondary.
2: Doing a great job as a free safety, and, and we... We ask him to cover a lot of ground. That's hard to do, um, especially against a big-time uh, throwing team and the run-and-shoot team. And Jaden Delora, I mean, in the games that Jaden has played, he he he's been really efficient as a quarterback. And, and uh, so to have a, a free safety, a ball hawk like um, you know, like Malik, I think on that one right there, he just had big eyes looking for the end zone. He 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 likes to show off his running ability here, as you can see. <laughs> I wish he would run in a straight line more, but um, just really happy he makes the plays. But, I mean, there's a lot of of things for him to improve on, but uh, he has uh, the work ethic and and the ability to make it it happen, and uh, I'm really, really thankful that he's our guy in free safety.
0: So a little behind-the-scenes stuff here. Uh, before each game, I'll take my spotting boards down to the BYU locker room, and I'll find Kalani. We'll do our pregame interview, and you take a look at my boards and see how they look, and you tell me who's there and who's not there. And we we got to the secondary, and you said, "Well, you're not, we're not going to have Ammon Hanneman, and we're not going to have George Udo, so we're going to start probably Jacob Robinson and, and Jacob Boren. Both guys got the start. Both guys played really well for you on Saturday."
2: Yeah, and and that you know that game we we saw uh, that. Washington State doesn't even have a tight end really on their, their roster. And so they go a lot of wide sets, with a lot of four wide outs. And um, we wanted to play uh, some coverage. We wanted to play some man and um, wanted to play, you know, mix up our zones and try to change some things up. But uh, we felt like Jacob could, could, both Jacobs could give us, uh, you know, give us what we need when in far as coverages and, and, um, they did a good job. I think both of them got player of the games and it's just good to have, talk about the depth, it's good to have guys that that can really help us and guys that have some speed to cover.
0: So a bit more about the two Jakes, if you will. Uh, Jacob Robinson is a Utah State transfer, right?
2: Yep, and we recruited him before and for some reason, you know, he, he signed somewhere else and then kept a good relationship with him and, and he entered the portal and uh, it's good to have him from here, he back back here in probably He went to Oral High, so he- good to have him back home. and. Um, you know, and then Jacob Bourne is a guy that was in school, did not not know if he wanted to play football and tried out. I think he saw a flyer and thought he'd try out. He, <laughs> he's good friends with Peyton Wilgar and asked him about it. And he came in and he was super fast. And so like, you know, in our trials, we thought, like, well, let's try this guy wide out and see what can happen. And um, the DB coaches really liked him and, and he was making special teams plays for us. And it seems like an easy transition from to move to a guy that can cover for us. and. Uh, you know the rest is history i mean he's got a lot more years to play both of those guys and really looking forward to them making a lot of plays for us maybe even this weekend
0: from seeing a flyer to starting in a, in a game at a, at a p5 opponent on the weekend
2: yeah let's get more flyers out there <laughs> let's, let's see what we can do yeah but it, it, it it's why having um uh, tryouts and walk-on tryouts is really important here at byu and um, some guys go on missions come home and have that that fire to want to get back and compete and and uh, if we can have that availability to have these walk-on tryouts I think it'll be a huge benefit obviously it's helping us win games yeah
0: paying off well if you've watched a Tyler Algier long enough you might conclude that he gets stronger as the game gets longer and when it was winning time at Washington State the game winning game plan was simple hand off to Tyler tonight we hand it off to Jerem Jordan who goes inside the film room with Tyler Algier
3: Alright Tyler, 32 carries a career high for you. Are you sore, man?
4: I'm not, I'm pretty sore. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing crazy though, should be good.
3: Are you ready for a game like that? I mean, in that kit, 32 carries is a ton. Did you feel like that might be a game where you get a few more?
4: I didn't even think I had that many carries. I thought maybe the 20s and then they told me at the end, they're like, yeah, 32 carries, I was like, shoot. Yeah, because I honestly don't even think about how many carries I'm getting. It's just literally just do my job and do my part.
3: Okay, let's walk through uh, one of your best games as a Cougar and let's start with a good block.
4: Yeah, so i kind of just want to read it read it as if i'm running the ball so campbell ends up getting them reached going around him just trying to touch them make sure he doesn't get them and then puga just reads it reads it with his good vision and then just goes really hard you had a 30 yard run in the first quarter yeah so end up uh just one-on-one with the backer if he's going low just got to go lower than him samson ends up getting a really good block on the outside makes me have like just an easy read and then just getting up the field but I ended up getting Hawks, so I'm just like... Almost there, right? Almost there. Almost
3: there. You'd punch it in a little bit later, not on this drive. Let's fast forward to the third quarter in a 21-yard
4: run. Shoot, everyone does their job. Literally just trust my reads, trust everyone's blocks, and then just making the most out of what we got. The like, O-line's literally just back there, and then they end up running, helping push the pile even more.
3: Can you feel them right here? Oh, yeah. Like once that, you're like, oh, the O-lineman came. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Okay, let's check out the two touchdowns. First, a four-yarder.
4: It just was like a little wave. You kind of see the wave just going. Wave, wave, wave. Then they were aiming for my leg. My leg was already hurting, so I just had to jump.
3: <laughs> you just torpedo this guy. Just minding his business, see ya. And then you did the heart to the camera. That was well-placed. Was that predetermined or just in the moment?
4: Kind of both. I had an idea of what I wanted to do and then ended up just
3: happening. The torpedo play, that's what we'll call that one. Torpedo play. Okay, and then your two-yard touchdown.
4: Yeah, literally just looking at, looking at the end, trying to get lower than him. And like, if you just pick a side, you'll win every time.
3: Mm. So at like the four yard line, are you thinking, yeah, I'm gonna score here?
4: Yeah, unless he aims for our legs and I don't hurdle him. But the alignment did their job, did everything right. Literally just washed everyone down. Then Mason with a nice kick out block. Good to have Mason back the last oh, couple games, right? Oh, for sure.
3: Okay, and then third and seventh, Tyler. You had had six straight runs on this drive. I imagine you are just so tired so beat up but it's third and seven and you know the ball's going to you what's going through your mind before this play
4: have to get a first like whatever it really takes whenever we need six minutes to kill on the clock and run the ball we'll literally do it
3: you guys are six and zero oh in isom drives when you needed a drive to seal the game or win the game you've had it every time and Man. then neil powell waves to the that's exactly like that's <laughs> exactly what
4: i was just about <laughs> to bring up not like a slow one it's just a quick see ya <laughs>
3: Again, 191 yards, most by a BYU running back against a Power Five team in, in school history. What did that mean to you to have that kind of game?
4: Honestly, it's just me doing my 111. Give all my credit to my O line. know. they make. They make me look great and we make them look great as well. So just offensive win right there. Whatever records I break or whatever records anyone breaks. In
3: 2,000 yards, pretty cool too, right? Career? That's cool. Yeah. Not bad for a linebacker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now we have Virginia. Uh, obviously a lot of connections on the other side, none of which has to do with a lot of the current players, but obviously BYU yeah. and it uh, should be a fun game.
4: No, no, we're excited. We've already been watching a couple already some games of them, some games of them. So. No, they're they're a really good team. You know, can't wait to can't wait to give them to him at LavaDor Stadium. Okay,
0: Tyler, thanks for the time, man.
2: Heck okay, yeah, appreciate it.
0: He's a, a humble superstar, isn't
2: he? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure he was thrilled to be doing that bit. You can tell. <laughs> uh, he, he was really relieved to get it over with. I mean, he's if it's up to him, he would just keep his mouth quiet and just go to work and and uh, do it by example. And and so I'm just I'm thankful that he's getting getting out of his. Uh, comfort zone a little bit and, and, and learning and getting better. And uh, you just see him, he's he's just always improving in so many different ways, not just football, and I'm really proud of him.
0: We've had him here on the show and, and that was a fun night. And then we see a deep blue, we learn more about his life and it draws fans even closer to him and, and feel more deeply about him and brings more meaning to his numbers when you get to know more about these guys.
2: Yeah, and just such a good, uh, kind, humble young man. And so uh, we talked about it with his true blue, just. With his deep blue, just the, how how connected he is to his family, and I love coaching guys that uh, love to represent their families and do it for them.
0: All right, let's take a look at uh, where BYU sits now in the schedule. Uh, eight games down and four to go in the regular season. So uh, this is Week Nine with Virginia coming to town. To get back on the winning track, we see what BYU has ahead. So after Virginia. Uh, it's an FCS game on the schedule followed by a bye week and then you finish off with those with those two road games to end the year at Georgia Southern and at USC and of course you want to get through Virginia win the game be as healthy as possible but uh, man when that bye week comes eventually it'll feel pretty welcome because you've been pretty banged up this year
2: yeah we have been I mean for some guys it'll be it'll be a welcome but for others we're going to get to work and take advantage of the extra practices that we can have that week but um, I can't believe that the, it seems like the season's moving so quickly. Uh, you know, we have an opportunity to play a, a really fantastic team this weekend and looking forward to the matchup and another opportunity for our guys to get better and improve on what we did last week.
0: Before we go to break, uh, Cougar Nation sending its condolences to the family of Glenn Tuckett, uh, BYU's longtime AD and former legendary baseball coach, also coached some football here at BYU, passed away this week. And he served BYU athletics, Kalani, for 35 years, and a true leader in every sense, and we've been missed by by so many, including you.
2: Yep, legend, and uh, uh, what a great great man, and, and looking forward to honoring him and uh, his life and the service that he's given to this university.
0: All right, as we head to break, for your day-to-day Cougar Sports play-by-play, a reminder to watch BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Coming up, we will look ahead to this weekend's football game between the Cougars and the Cavaliers. It is BYU and Virginia, and you are tuned to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. We're back with more after this.
1: Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, always here for you, Zion's Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business, Smith's, fresh for everyone, and by America First Credit Union, we're here to help.
0: Back for more BYU football with Kalani Sitake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Take a look at our game day schedule for Saturday. Saturday night after a few day games, back to back to back 130 kicks or back at night. We'll be on the air at 8 o'clock Eastern time for our pregame coverage on the radio, BYU Radio. One hour later on BYU TV, it's countdown to kick off the game itself on ESPN 2. If you want to sync up on the radio, you're welcome to do that. And then we'll have BYU Radio and BYU TV coverage for you on the postgame. Well, Saturday's game is Bronco Mendenhall's first game back in the Beehive State since leaving leaving for Virginia six seasons ago. And At the start of this game week, he talked about how he looks back on his BYU experience during a Zoom press conference.
3: And I see some familiar faces. I see Greg Rebell uh, on here. Same hairstyle, Greg, that I see from a long time ago. It's good to see that, that that hasn't changed. One of the constants. I appreciate that. Um, So quickly, just uh, I'll open with a quick comment. Uh, Yeah, BYU is near and dear to my heart. Um, They gave me an opportunity to be a head coach. Um, Thirteen years uh, I was at Brigham Young University. My father played there, my brother played there. I lived close by. Um, And so, yeah, I just, um, it's an amazing experience to now be able to, to return.
0: Well, Broncos uh, Cavaliers come to town on a four-game win streak, and they do so with one of the most potent offenses in all of college football and one of the most pass-heavy attacks in the country as well. Second nationally in passing yards per game, fourth in total offense. They've scored 30 or more seven times in eight games, 40 points or more four times. So you know what's coming.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, that's a, a really explosive team. Uh, you know, Coach Anais has done a great job uh, organizing that offense, and they're really aggressive, so... Uh, they like to throw the ball around. We we'll have to try to figure out a way to, to defend it. I, I like the matchup, and I think it's gonna be difficult, but I, I like these difficult matchups because it brings the best out of our guys, and uh, I think they, they'll, they'll rise to the challenge.
0: Of teams or systems you've faced since you've been the head coach here at BYU, what's Virginia looking most like to you? There well, a- there's
2: there's still that foundation of the air raid, right, that that uh, that um, the coach and I does, but you can see um it's evolved quite a bit because uh, you have receivers running the ball i've said this before i said it on on, the, in, on monday um that they they utilize their personnel so differently than uh, a normal team i mean most teams of the running back does most of the running this one the quarterback does it receivers tight ends they just find they find so many different ways to spread the ball out and then they they do a fast tempo so it's a, it's a mixture of so many different things that try to keep get you uh out of, out of your comfort zone defensively and we're, you know, we're going to have to take advantage of all the practice time that we have and, and uh, be really assignment sound and execute well with our technique defensively to, to compete against this offense. That, that's such a high-powered offense. We see the
0: side-by-side quarterback breakdown and even with a couple of games missed, uh, Jaron Hall still has more rushing yards than Brennan. Bre- Jaron's more likely uh, to take off, but I think Brennan Armstrong can certainly do it. I think he had a 50-odd yard run in his last game.
2: He's got tons of speed and um, he's built he's, he's built like a truck I mean he's huge and he's strong um, so he's a powerful player but uh, I, I, you look at the way he throws the ball he's very efficient and um, and, and he knows where to go the timing wise he's uh, it, it looks like a, a typical BYU type of offense where the timings down mm-hmm. they, they run crisp routes and they have a lot of athleticism so uh, they, they lean towards throwing the ball and and uh, we'll see if we if we can compete with them on uh, in, in that regard.
0: Yes, yeah, 75% of their yards come uh, through the air right now. Not only is it a return to Provo for Bronco, but uh, for seven assistants and three other staffers, one of whom we'll see pictured is uh, Matt Edwards. And uh, Kalani, there are coaches on each staff who know each other pretty well.
2: Yeah, we have a great connection with those guys. And um, they're all Cougars, you know, and I know they're in, in uh, the East Coast and coaching at Virginia, but. Uh, they're, they're part of our family, so we're looking forward to seeing them back here in Provo, and uh, we're really proud of them. Uh, you know, we, we want, uh, we wish them the best, and want them to do well in, in everything except for this game. So. We
0: see, yeah, we see Matt Edwards, uh, Lavelle Edwards' grandson, comes yep. back to his uh, his grand his, uh, uh, his to his grandfather's uh, namesake, the stadium. Yeah,
2: what a, what a what a cool moment for him and for his family, and and uh, you know, I have a great connection with that family, so. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's, I think for every one of the staff members coming back home and being back in Provo I think it's going to be a really cool uh, experience for them and uh, looking forward to competing with them on the field We've
0: talked a lot about the offense obviously defense. They're a little more susceptible, right? They've given up some big numbers a lot of yards and uh, they've gotten into some high-scoring shootouts as well
2: Yeah, well, I think I think first of all their offense goes so quick and they they generate so many opportunities so many possessions and plays that it that the defense usually defends way more plays than normally. So, like, um, because of the pace that, that Anai does with their offense, uh, the defense is on the field a lot more than most defenses. So I think the, the stats can be skewed a little bit. But what I do notice is that they play hard. I mean, it's a, it's a Bronco, uh, Nick Howell, um, Pepinga type of defense where they're well-coached, they work really hard, they, 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 um, they're, they're efficient in their movement, uh, they disguise quite a bit and they're not afraid to, to pressure. So, uh, you know, for us, we have to be on top of it offensively, and it's, it's another good matchup for us, but really well-coached team, and, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Really compelling matchup. Looking forward to it. Well, Monday's at 1 Eastern. Look forward to this every week. BYU Football Coordinator's Conversation with the Coordinator's Corner. Aaron Roderick, Eli Satuiaki, and Ed Lamb all join us on the program. You can tune in live on the BYU TV app or catch it there on demand. That's Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Time. Coming up next, we'll check in on our Cougars in the NFL and see what's up on social media for Coach Sitake as BYU Football with Kalani Sitake continues, back to Studio C after this. Back on BYU Football with Kalani Sitake, we're checking in on our Cougars in the NFL. Zach Wilson picked up a knee injury in the Sunday's game, out maybe up to four weeks with a PCL strain. So Zach's on the sidelines for a bit. The Jets signed Joe Flacco with Zach going down. Fred Warner, double-digit tackles and a loss to Indy in rainy San Francisco on Sunday night. Jamal Williams in a productive timeshare with DeAndre Swift in Detroit. Dax Milne has his first multiple-catch game for the Washington football team. And Matt Bushman was activated from the practice squad to the 53-man on Sunday with Darren Waller out, and he played in uh, 16 snaps on Sunday. Didn't have a catch yet, but he got in the game and saw his first NFL action.
2: Yeah, just throw him the ball and see what happens. He, <laughs> you can trust him with it.
0: Let's get to our Q&A portion of the show now, uh, courtesy of our viewers like you, sending in questions from social media using the hashtag Show. First question coming in, and this uh, one's pretty simple. What's the first thing you'll say to Bronco Mendenhall when you see him on Saturday?
2: I'll just say thank you for everything. I mean, it's, he's done an amazing job, and, and uh, I know I speak as a fan. I appreciate everything he's done for, for our our university and for our football program, and and as a, uh, a head coach that took over uh, after him, I'm really really thankful for the things that he's done here culturally. Uh, he he's worked extremely hard and done some really great things here. And and uh, looking at what he's doing at Virginia, they're a complete team, and uh, it's 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 not a surprise that he's doing really well there as well. And just want you know, just want to talk to him and, and chat with him a little bit and get some advice also on some things.
0: <laughs> uh, when you, the first team you took over here at BYU had, of course, it was Bron- a lot of Broncos guys. Mm-hmm. What was maybe a, a common trait you found when you started coaching a lot of his guys, if you will?
2: Well, I mean, I think BYU, everyone comes to BYU for a reason. And, and it's, it's different and unique than any other place. Um, and sometimes it's not just about football. There's so many different ways, uh, so many different uh, reasons why. And, but I, a lot of it's centered around football. And, and I, I think what Broncos done is make football work. For the individual, and um, it, was, it was nice, and it was a pleasure for me to get here and be able to, to work with that and build on that. That foundation's already been set.
0: Second question coming in: Who's the best ping pong player on the team? Do you know that?
2: I don't know, but uh, sometimes they need to stop playing ping pong, go to class, or watch film. <laughs> I mean, it's a good, it's a good escape. But I, yeah, it's. I mean, I, we have that there so they can get a release, but I, I don't know. I, they, they, they use it a lot, and they have it. <laughs> They get really competitive and excited, but some guys move around way too much, and it's just a small little table, but they have so much fun with it, and and the energy is awesome. So I, I'm good with the energy and the excitement.
0: No one's ended up injured yet because of a ping-pong situation. No,
2: if that, that ever happens, I'm getting rid of it. So okay. so you
0: know. <laughs> uh, from Bryce, uh, how active is BYU with the transfer portal? How much of a, is that a part of recruiting these days?
2: I think we always have to look at it, and and the most important thing is um, guys that want to be part of this experience here at BYU um, and and sometimes it's like a like a Tyson Williams it's just explaining to them what this place is about and and that's what they want to that's what they want to do and um, for most of it it's just educating them on what BYU is all about for a lot of people uh, especially people of our faith this is the experience they want to be at and then they don't want to be part of what the experience wherever it is that they had in a normal university they want to come back home and they're always welcome to come back, and we'll check them out and see if they if it's a good fit.
0: All right, that is tonight's Q&A. Thanks, folks. Get set for BYU and Virginia Saturday, countdown to kickoff as Dave, Blaine, David, and Spencer preview the showdown between the Cougars and the Cavaliers. It'll be Saturday night, 9 o'clock Eastern for countdown to kickoff, the game at 10.15 Eastern time. When we come back, we'll have Deep Blue profiling Neil Pau. And we will visit live in studio with linebacker Ben Bywater as BYU Football with Kalani Sitake continues.
1: BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. Always here for you. Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. And by Qualtrics.
0: Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Well, it was nine years ago when Neil Pau first verbally committed to BYU, pledging to follow the path of his brother Butch. But Neil's road to gridiron success has had a share of bumps as we learn in tonight's edition of Deep Blue presented by Brady Industries. Simply better.
5: My childhood was pretty much centered around three things. It was God, family, education, and
6: everything else kind of fell into place.
5: We try to make sure to push family value at home so they understand how important that is, in it, especially in our culture.
7: With football, it was it was a family event. I would prepare coolers of snacks and food on Friday night, gather everything, canopies, chairs, put it in the car. It, it kept us together.
6: Understanding, you know, where I grew up, where I came from, knowing that it could be a way out in a sense. It's pretty much my wife for football. Some trouble in Provo
2: tonight for a BYU football player.
6: Spencer is here to tell us what's going on.
4: Yeah, BYU 10 weeks from tonight will open the season against the University of Utah, their longtime rival in hopes of snapping an eight-game losing streak to the Utes. The Cougars do return a core of experience, but following a legal matter and statement from BYU police today, the Cougars may have to play without Neil Pau one of the emerging wide receivers.
6: I just remember waking up in a cell. It was cold, uh, no pillow, no no blankets, nothing. Just waking up and being like, how the heck did I get here?
7: I was at work and as I was leaving, I was grabbing my bag and then my phone just kept going and going going off. And I sat back down and I'm looking at it. It was the story about Neil DUI blowing up. I sat down. And I tried to gather myself. In my head, I just said, Heavenly Father, calm me down. And the message I
5: got was,
7: call your son and tell him you love him.
5: It was so important to let Neil know that it, that we don't care about it, that we love him and care for him and, and everything. And it doesn't affect us at, at all, that he knows that we behind him 100% on on everything.
7: Everyone else was going off on him. He just needed somebody behind him. And he took care of it. He never worried us. He said, Mom, I got it handled, I'll take care of it. I am proud of him for stepping up and being a man and handling his business like a man and, and doing it all on his own. I think because of that, he knew his potential of what he can do. I've had those, I know other guys have had those moments in your life where you you get knocked down and you only have one decision to make and that's to get up. Cause if you don't, you'll never see the light of day again. And that was, that was one of those moments for Neil.
3: You know, we always preach to the players that you need this team more than we need you. And I think Neil really learned from that experience how much he needed to be a part of this team, be a part of this program.
2: Soon after, That happened, I took him to a Mothers Against Drunk Driving session, and um, I think it was a really cool moment for him to learn, but to to realize other people's stories and to see how important it was for him to make really, really good decisions. And then um, to also give him a goal of, a goal of what could be better, right? He's taken it and just ran with it. He's, He's one of our best leaders on our team.
7: I am so grateful for Kalani, for taking a chance on Neil. When Neil had his DUI, I texted him and I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for everything that's happened. And he said to Bo, I'm gonna do everything I can to keep Neil with us. Anything that he needs, I will be here. And he never broke his promise. He was there for Neil the whole time. And I'm glad because, you know, people were saying, oh, leave, go to Utah, go to blah, blah, blah. But Neil didn't. He was committed to BYU because his coach had his back. Sometimes we can fail to humanize these guys. And we look at them as ways out for us, as just guys who are gonna make us look good. And it was a lesson that that that's not what it's about. It's about helping these guys, it's about being their friend, praising them when they're doing great getting on them when they need to be picked up.
5: We we'll always talk about the Lord first family education. I felt like it has make our family better. And if I had to tell Neil something to stay focused on, it. I felt like we have survived because of it, because we stay focused on those four things. And just to let Neil know I I, I love him 24 hours.
0: What are your thoughts as you watch that piece on Neil here tonight?
2: Yeah, just uh, proud of him. And just thankful for the atonement and uh, for opportunity for someone to make a mistake. And thankful that BYU allowed um, us to love him and and, and give him a path back here. And uh, I'm thankful that he's been able to take his story and learn from it and see how much hurt um, those decisions can do other people and and try to um, have other people educate others uh, making better decisions and I'm just really proud of him I think he's uh changed his life as far as looking to serve others but I'm just thankful that that we have uh, things that 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 allow us to be feel that that sense of forgiveness and 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 worth and value and so i'm I'm really thankful that that he's on our team and thankful for an administration for a school that allowed us to work with him and give him a path back to not just playing football but just just doing what things well in the community
0: and the football playing component of it the on the field stuff he's had a great impact for you this year and as somebody that uh, people from the next level really like when they come to watch bYU football
2: yeah and, and and it's great that he's making plays and doing great things for us on the team but uh, there there's a moment when he wasn't doing any of that and where he really needed to f- reflect on who he is and, and, and what he represents and how he can take something like this and, and turn it around and become a better person because of it. That's the stuff I'm proud of. I, I get to cheer the stuff that he does now, but it's the, it's the struggle and overcoming the adversity that I, I appreciate the most about him.
0: Let's bring in our special guest for tonight. He is one of the top 25 tacklers in the NCAA today. Please welcome in linebacker Ben Bywater.
5: Good
2: to
0: to have you in tonight. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. So uh, some people say, oh, yeah, Ben Bywater, he always got something on his head. Either a hat or something going on. You're you're hatless today. <coughs> hatless today. Hatless yeah. today. I usually wear a hat, but I decided it was time time to time to
6: pull the hat
2: off.
0: If you ever feel, if you feel like you need something, Kalani's got one on right there. You can just uh, <laughs> we
2: got tons of hats for him. So yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go back a little bit. Um, 2016, you were playing high school. That was your senior year of high school. Yes, sir. Right. So 2016, five years ago, uh, that was Kalani's first year as the head coach here yep. at BYU. Uh, where was your recruiting process at that point and, and how much was Kalani's presence here playing into what you were thinking about where you're going to go and all that kind of
6: thing? Yeah, absolutely. Kalani was, Kalani kick-started my, my recruiting. I was, uh, I was, it was my junior year and you're I Olymp- got Olympus High School. Olympus High School. So I, I'm from Salt Lake and I, I got injured. So I tore, or not tore, I lacerated my kidneys. So I only played like four or five games my junior year. And so I was like, am I going to get recruited? I didn't know. I, I wanted to, right? But I didn't have a ton of film. And so January, I get a call from Jack DeMuni. And Kalani wanted to pull me down and, and pulled me in his office. And he was kind of like, hey, man, I want to offer you, but you don't got a ton of film. And so that kind of kicked it off. And, and I got offered for, by a few other schools. But
0: it was, I mean, Kalani was the one that first showed love. So super grateful for it. And when do you first recall thinking about him as a football player you'd like to have?
2: I just remember watching him when he was younger and seeing him make a lot of plays. Uh, I've gone to Olympus High and, and watch other recruits that are older, and I always recognize the, the younger guys.
0: And this is before you even you're even at BYU, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, and, and just making note of things, and <laughs> you know, you can only you recognize some guys that are athletic and make big plays, and so I just started writing down some notes. And um, the thing I was impressed with him is that he played. He had a lacerated kidney, right? And then he played through it. And that's a really painful injury. And I'm like, I want this kid, he's tough. And so I, and I remember having a conversation with you. I was like, that's, that's the kind of, I'd, I'd like this type of passion, but I love the energy. And I love how he took the field and still kept kept with it. He's a tough kid. And I'm, I'm so, it's, it's funny how things happen now. He's here and you know, we're, he was—he was right in the heart of, of Ute country, and he now he's here at BYU representing, and doing great things for us.
0: And you were in the heart—you were in the heart of Ute country. You were coaching. I was, yeah, them yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you're both here. Uh, so 2017 and 2018 missionary service, correct? So yeah, 2017 to 2019. okay went on yeah. my mission? And you were in Guatemala. Guatemala, Guatemala City South. Okay, and so. then uh, you got back, and in 2019 you got to play a little bit. Yeah, BYU.
6: Yep, yeah, played my four games, redshirted, but uh, I played some special teams and got a bunch of reps versus Idaho State and UMass. So, so good to get my feet wet and just kind of realize, hey man, I, I can do this, it's, it's college football. But I mean, we're all, we're all, it's just football at the end of the day. So that was, it was
0: good, 2019, loved it. How do you like, how do you look back on your COVID year, 2020?
6: COVID year was, it was tough. It was like, I, so I lacerated my kidney or not, sorry, I tore my shoulder up, my kidney was in high school, but so game four, Tear at my shoulder, and it was just—it just, just wasn't—I wasn't my best, right? And so it was—I wasn't helping the team. So I was—I decided to just get surgery, and I was out. But it was—it was tough, especially seeing the team go—you know—have such a great year, especially with Zach. So it was tough being sidelined for that. But it really set me back, and and really made me realize what I needed to improve on. And I had some brutally honest conversations with myself and with my coaches on how I needed to improve and, and get on the field. And so looking back, I'm super
0: grateful for it. So I mentioned 2016, that's already five years ago. We flash forward to now. Technically, he's still a freshman. I mean, <laughs> a COVID yeah. freshman, but still a freshman. So there's a lot a lot of time still to come here for Ben.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, Ben's got a, a bright future in football and, and um, at BYU, and, and I think he has an opportunity to do some things afterwards. But uh, he's got a lot of work. to. so I mean, he, he's, he's, he, he wants to learn and, and, and get better. And uh, a lot of things have to keep working. But uh, his work ethics unbelievable. He comes from a wonderful family, and he represents them well. Um, and and I think that uh, really right now we're just we're just barely scratching the surface. He's not a lot of people can just come in with uh, the experience that he's had already and, um, and be able to take over games like he does. And and uh, you know we, we obviously don't like losing Keenan, but uh, it helps that that we have Ben that's there to step in and not only just step in, but he's actually. Taking over where Keenan left off, which is lead the team in tackles, which is a hard thing to do when you're coming after you know a few games back.
0: Yep. Uh, before we get to some of your off the field interests, the the loss of Keenan Peely and how it affected your role. Take us through that. Yeah, I mean,
6: losing losing Keenan Peely is is, is so tough. Those are huge shoes, and, and it's hard to fill. But we got great linebackers in the room. I mean, Morgan Piper's a you know a name that comes to mind, and he stepped up big time this year, and and it's been fun to watch him. Just I mean, from August 1st until now, he's he's played. Great, and then obviously, Max you got Jackson Kafusi, Drew Jensen, Josh Wilson. A lot of guys that, that you know, when they're playing, it's pretty seamless between you know, us, me, and Peyton, and, and them. So, it's I love being in the room with those guys, they're competitive, and, and they make playing football here fun.
0: What do you like doing off the football field? Off the football
6: field, I like fly fishing, anything outdoors. Um, this summer, I actually did a, like a little house renovation with my, with my friends, so. Kind of just anything, you know, DIY projects. I, uh, yeah, (laughs) it's a little fly fishing uh, flick I had last year. So um, yeah, kind of just anything outdoors is is kind of what I like to do. Do you have a handful of spots? So this was in Wyoming, actually. I drove, no joke, like nine hours to get to the spot. I don't don't know if I'd do it again, but uh, obviously Provo River um, and then going up to the Weber. Me and my dad kind of just have spots here and there, but. We actually went sturgeon fishing in, I don't know if you guys know what sturgeon are, it's like a massive prehistoric fish up in Idaho. So we went on the Snake River this year in, in June and caught two. It was like 9 feet 8 inches long. Really? It was really? Like 250 pounds. So that was super cool. We didn't fly fish, but it was, uh, it was an experience.
0: Are there pics out there on social media of, of this fish? Yeah, it's on my Instagram actually. Okay. Yeah, so
6: yeah, you can go check it out. I mean, it's, it's massive. We're, all three of us are in the water. Just I mean, it looks like a creature. It's crazy. How about wintertime? Wintertime. So Salt Lake, I mean, skiing's kind of culture up there. So, obviously, I grew up skiing a bunch. But as you know, playing college football is just kind of lifting weights.
2: <laughs> he, he will not be skiing this winter yeah, yeah. at all.
6: And hey, that's you? Fun, yeah, that was me. Hello. That.
2: So. He would definitely not be skiing this winter. <laughs>
6: These are good times, yep. Those are, I mean, senior year of high school is fun. You, I mean, no worries, just going on my mission, but.
0: That may be one for the archives, because that may never happen again. At least not until <laughs> you graduate after Kalani got a little. hundred percent. All right, uh, Winning at Washington State, uh, getting back on the winning track. I know it was only two losses, but you never want to see this thing go sideways too much. How big for the boys to go on the road and get a big one? It was
6: massive, massive. It was. Definitely team effort. Something that Coach uh, Lamb talked to us today was we came back from a deficit in that game, which is something that, I mean, we, we showed that in in the face of adversity, we were able to come back. And offense did great. Defense, sweet, we were able to get a bunch of stops. And so I was super proud of the way the guys fought. And uh, I mean, obviously, you got to go back to the film. Tons of things we can work on, especially myself. Um, definitely looking at the film. I'm grateful for Mondays, right? You go in, you get the criticism, and, and take the coaching. And then it's just how can you be better throughout the
0: week. So huge win and it was great. How's it going to be to have uh, Ben as one of your chief defenders leading BYU into the Big 12 here in a couple seasons?
2: Yeah I mean the guy's a stud and, and I love coaching him. Uh, I love being in in the room with him and I mean, he's uh, he just radiates positivity and so and he just happens to make big time plays and, and uh, I've made a lot of great comparisons of, of him and other players that have played in that position at BYU and I, I think he's he's matching a lot of the comparisons right now and uh, but he, he's, he's got a lot of ways, a lot of things to improve on, and he knows it, and he's just, he's just always willing to get better and work hard, and, and that's where I appreciate him, and he has a passion for the game. We, we can work with all that.
0: One game at a time, one season at a time, but uh, looking forward to Big 12 life here in a couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. It'll be fun. I mean, going down to, going down to Baylor was, yeah. was definitely just scratching the surface. It'll be fun. I mean, Southern hospitality, they're great. They're, it was good. And so... We're excited for that. Great to have you in tonight. We'll do it again, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. All right, on the latest Deep Blue podcast, Jerem Jordan talks with women's soccer head coach Jennifer Walkwood about getting into coaching, what still drives her, and winning. Lots and lots of winning. Listen to it on the BYU Radio app and where podcasts are found. Don't forget to check out our weekly breakdown of Cougar football with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and David Nixon each week on After Further Review, 7 Eastern on the BYU TV app Tuesday nights. As we go to break, this week's trivia question comes your way presented by Cascade Collision Repair, Serious About Perfection. The last time BYU and Virginia got together back in 2014, we had BYU's most recent kickoff return for touchdown. Who took it to the house in BYU's 41-33 win? The answer coming up right after this. Question <laughs> Presented by Cascade Collision Repair, Serious About Perfection. There's your question. Who housed it back in 2014 against Virginia? And the answer here is Adam Hine,
2: St. George, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Heck of a player down there, and a track star. He came up. All right. So, uh, in case you missed it, post game in Pullman on Saturday, this was Malik Moore after his big day. Some Wingstop. I need
1: Wingstop to sponsor me or something. <laughs> hey, if y'all watching this Wingstop, please hit your boy up. I want it. I go there every time. And five? No, no, no. Five guys, two. I go there every day. Ask your employees at Orem by the Cinemark Mall. Promise you.
0: <laughs> so, you know, sometimes it's a case of, like, like ask and you shall receive because uh, the word got out and, like, Wingstop's like, oh, yeah, we got your back on this. We'll see where this thing goes, I guess. But, uh, yeah, they were, uh, they were impressed enough to actually, I think, uh, tweet back at Malik on that and see where that thing goes. Hey, this is the, this is the new age, isn't it? Love it. Yeah, there's the tweet in the background there. You can see that uh, Wingstop said that they've, uh, they're watching it. So yeah, that's the way things go nowadays, right?
2: Take care of the whole team. We'd, we'd love to be taken uh, care of by them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ben, it was really good having you in tonight. Thank you. Uh, quick it. 20 seconds for you on on Virginia. What are you looking forward to this weekend?
6: It's gonna be it's gonna be competitive. It's, we're gonna battle, and so we got a great game plan. I feel confident in, in what we're gonna do, but they got some great athletes, especially a receiver and quarterback. So you know, on the defensive side of the ball, we just gotta be a silent, sound silent, and take care of business.
0: Good luck this weekend. Thank you. And you too, it. Kalani.
2: It'll be fun. Thank you so much. All right, we'll see you next week. Go for Kalani
0: and Ben. I'm Greg Gabriel. Have a great